There is no guarantee for success, but there are ways to get closer to it when you do the right things. Who you surround yourself with is just as important as what you do. Finding the right people, the right classes, the right activities, and taking the right tests are all decisions that shape your future. Find out more today on Destination University with Dr. Cynthia Colon. Dr. Colon and her guests will give you the tips you need, whether you're a student, parent, or educator. Now, here is your host, Dr. Cynthia Colon. You're listening to Destination University, a podcast for college-bound teens and the parents, mentors, and educators who support them. If that is you, you are exactly where you're supposed to be. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Dr. Cynthia Colon, TEDx speaker, college admission strategist, and author of the book, Be Committed, Get Admitted. Welcome to Destination University. We help high school families successfully navigate the college admission process by helping students create an action plan, become interesting applicants, and write compelling essays that increase acceptance letters. As a former admission officer at Vassar College and an elite private school counselor in Los Angeles, I have coached, mentored, guided, and worked directly with over 10,000 students. I know what it takes to get admitted to top 100 colleges. As my gift to you, I'm revealing the exact admission committee process we used at Vassar. It's all in my new guide, Four Questions Admission Officers Ask When Deciding Who to Admit or Reject. You can get that at drcynthiacolon.com forward slash admit. In the guide, I share the four questions I used in the 12 minutes I had to review an entire application. I give you the order I read the application, what I was looking for, what I highlighted and took note of. If you've ever wondered what admission officers are looking for and how decisions are made, well, today is your lucky day. Again, go to drcynthiacolon.com forward slash admit. Okay, let's get to today's episode. Dina, oh my God, it's so good to see you. How are you? Oh my God, I'm so, I, it's, I'm, I don't know what to do in February when I'm just waiting for college acceptances and I think about all the essays that I spent the past eight months working on. It's like the quietest month and the hardest month. I just <laughs> want it to be over. I really do. I just, oh. I, I can't wait. No, I know. I know what you mean. It is. Uh, I didn't think of it that way, but it is quietest month, especially for senior. Right. If you have seniors and, you, and we both work with seniors and and we're waiting for all their acceptances. So it is a quiet month. I'm definitely treating myself. You guys, if you're listening right now, we're actually recording this literally on Valentine's Day. I'm sporting my red college T-shirt. The one my one of my favorite students uh, is there now. She's at Cornell but I couldn't find any other good red shirt uh, other than USC, which is not really red. So what are you doing for uh, to celebrate today, Dina? Um, well, I am, I bought Valentine's candies for my kids and a card for my spouse and probably not doing anything. Um, we have four February birthdays in our family. Oh, wow. So, yes. So we've been celebrating since the beginning of February and the last February birthday is on Friday. And so we have been just full of cake and treats and celebrations and balloons. And, uh, you know, I think Valentine's Day for us is like, let's save the candy for tomorrow. (laughs) 
because all we've been doing is eating cake since February 1st. Oh, I love it. And well, so I certainly love a good reason to have cake. So uh, I'm going I, to, I rarely do, but I am going to treat myself to a little bit of candy today. Um, okay. So here we are and it's, and it's, it is February and we're talking about essays and I, you know, I have been doing this podcast for, um, not this is now nine seasons. So since 2018, and I don't know why it's taken me so long to really, really pull back the curtain, like for real, for real. But one of the things that became so clear to me this year, this season with essay writing is that. It's really, honestly, sometimes the most simple topics yep. that are like genius ideas. And I haven't really completely cracked the code on like how you get to, you know, sometimes we help a student find that simple, simple topic. And sometimes it doesn't come as it's a more you know, complicated or more, you know, um, an idea that just takes a little bit more evolution. But a simple topic can go a long way. And oftentimes parents just don't believe, don't believe that, right? It's got to be more complicated than that. It's got to be more interesting. And so today you are going to help me unpack. Well, I'm going to let you really do because you really talk about this in a great way. But this essay we're talking about today is known as the McDonald's essay. It's a pretty famous essay. If you have the 10 free sample packet, which we'll link to in the show notes, show notes, but if you have that, it's in there. And I'm telling you, it's been in that packet for years and it has to the text, test of time. It's called the McDonald's essay. We're going to go over it, but it is a simple, simple topic. So I'm going to sort of rewind for a hot minute and tell you all that are listening. And then I'll let Dina take it away. Um, I met this student uh, through, uh, through, you know, I, we both, Dean and I both used to work at the Catholic school, Marymount High School. So a lot of people we knew uh, are were from Marymount, obviously. And then a lot of their brothers or sibling, you know, uh, uh, relatives went to the boys' school, Loyola. So this is one of those students that came from sort of that Loyola network, um, the Catholic boys' school here in Los Angeles. And he hadn't gotten started very early on his essay writing. So it was fall. It was literally just he was about six weeks away from applying early and needed something. Also, he was a student who was an athlete, but let go of that sport at the end of sophomore year. So didn't have a lot of uh, extra, you know, co-curricular activities to write home about, so to speak. And so we really needed to figure out how he was going to stand out. And he was applying to business school. He was applying to some top schools in the country, um, but he was really focused on, on business. So I'll stop, I'll pause there for a second, but only to say that in one little conversation we had one day, this is back in the day I used to meet with private clients in person, <laughs> this is pre-COVID, uh, he came to my office and a little conversation, he said, I had, a, I had a summer job at McDonald's. I said, what? Tell me more. So he went on to tell me the story, which became this essay. Okay. So Dina, I'll sh share my screen in a second, but Share what you know about this essay because you've you've read this essay about a million times. Well, the thing I love about this essay is that you know, circling back to your point about simple topics, um, I you know, this is a very simple essay on the surface. It's an essay about a summer job, and it's not a sexy summer job at you know uh, at some big firm where he's learning business in this big firm and doing you know going in going to meetings with executives. He's working. You know, he's hustling French fries. And so what I love about this essay is that it is 
the simplest essay on every level. It's what teenagers today refer to as the minimum wage job. And he's not coming at it as a kid who's like, I have to make this money in order to buy shoes for my brother. So there, there's that too, right? It's really just about this kid learning from his his job. And what I, I learned so much about this kid in this essay, right? As I said, it starts out very simple, but you know, you learn that this is a kid who's taking the lessons that he learns from his manager and he extrapolates them into his career interests. And, you know, that to me is what makes a good adolescence, right? A good teenager is a teenager that's going to take perhaps a dressing down, which this sort of was, and he learned from it. And as opposed to going home and quitting because he didn't like the, the fact that his manager, you know, taught him something with a, maybe wagging a finger, he learned a lesson and it changed his life. So that's sort of the big thing about that essay that I love about the McDonald's essay. Oh, okay. Can I just tell you, love how, love how we're having this conversation, which is just how we do in camp. We tell you, we're first telling you, those of you who are listening, we're telling you what is coming. And yeah. now we're going to show you. So that's exactly what we do with students. We tell you, we show you, and then you they actually do the work. So, all right, I'm going to pull up my screen. This okay. is what, this is going to be a Thursday episode because I sh we're going to show you exactly what we're talking about okay so for the older eyes in the audience yeah gonna... oh, oh i go to 150 i'm impressed you're still at 125 <laughs> okay so here we go here we have it i'll make it 150 okay <clears throat> so this is the shortest version of this essay i want to just say and then i'll uh you can take it away here this essay right here if you can call it that, is 141 words, as you see there. Now, uh, before we leave today, I'll explain to you why there are several versions. But anyway, all right, Dina, just share with us, what are we seeing on the screen and what is the basic golden nugget here? Okay, so in 141 words, you learn that this student who, for anyone who's watching, this is a short answer question that would come as uh, what we'll call a supplemental or like a college specific essay that comes after you've written your personal statement. So there's this long personal statement that tells someone about your heart, your hopes and dreams, and now they want to know something specific. And it, they say, Do, you, you have 150 words, so make it good. And the first thing that you notice in this essay is that the student goes from a quote of, would you like nuts on the Sunday um, you're like, what could this possibly mean? You know, I, I don't understand what is this going to be a story about? And in 141 words, he explains to you very succinctly that this student had a summer job. Nuts on a Sunday was the vehicle that taught him through his manager, showing him his, his ledger of costs and profits of how every time you're doing this nice thing and offering someone free nuts, it's not free for me. I cost me a hundred bucks a month in free nuts. So maybe I ought to pull back on the nuts. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny because he's learning about profit and loss. So he's, and he's showing an interest. Oh, and he's revealing to the school. I have an interest in business. Mm -hmm. He's telling you in 150 words, I want to, I actually want to study business and economics and statistics, as you can see based on this experience. And he didn't have a lot of words to, you know, to, to reveal that to the school. Um, who knows if this was his only supplemental essay. And what you learn is that this kid actually wants to work in business because of this experience he had. And then he's funny. And he says, you know, now he's thoughtful. Now he doesn't order nuts because he actually wants that 
he wants to have that McDonald's franchise owner to not spend $100 a month on nuts. I mean, I just love it. It's everything. 150 words. Yeah. And I love that. Like he's probably thinking, and one day when I own my own franchise, I'm going to be sure not to be. I'm going to charge them for nuts. Charge them. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Excellent. Okay. Now we're going to go to a slightly longer version. Now in the UC application, you uh, students must write four short essays and the maximum number of words you get is 350 per essay. And so here he's got um, a use, what we call the UC version at 344 words. Okay, so I thought I got it. But you can go down to, yeah, just, I know you want it all on one page. You can go down to 100. I can still read it. Okay. All right, so um, so what's the difference here? What do we, you know, that's almost what, 200 more words that he get, gets to write. So um, what is the purpose with the UC version here? So the UC essays, you know, they're short and there's not a lot of time to be flowery. And, you know, the UCs want to know, I think that, you know, the UC system is looking to create leaders from their California children. That's their charter, right? So all the UC schools, their goal is to find students who are taking, who are trying to make changes in their lives and the lives of others in, in leadership ways, however big or small. That's what all they care about. And that's clear. You know, the more UC essays I read, the more I realize they want to know what you're doing with your challenges. So it's not that you had a challenge, it's what you did with it. Mm. And they want to see creativity and leadership. And so in this essay, in reading how the student, um, his name is David, right? How David approached, you know, tackling this question, we have him taking this experience at McDonald's and learning about profit and loss and how to run a business, which we know he's applying to business school or at least to economics since most UCs don't actually have business school. Um, he talks about extrapolating this knowledge to something bigger, which has to do with, if you scroll down, you see how he's talking about healthy food distribution and, and you know creating affordable food for the masses. So that's like really, to me, where it pivots to what this kid, how he's thinking bigger. Mm -hmm. He's going to McDonald's and he knows, right? You know that he understands it. There are, for every, you know, Whole Foods that there is anywhere near a poor neighborhood, there's 500 fast food places. So he's thinking kind of in that global way. He's thinking, I work at McDonald's and how can I turn this idea in, into showing the UCs that I'm thinking bigger? Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about problems with, with food distribution and food chains and making things affordable to everyone. And I think that that to me is really how this, you know, and, and he brings his Catholic education, which of course we know, you know, we're talking about, you know, men for others, right, through Loyola. And he's thinking about how he can serve the earth and serve others. And it's literally serving nuts at McDonald's to serving people outside and, and poor people in particular. So he's bringing in like five different qualities of himself that he's he's revealing. He's revealing that he cares about his fellow human. He's revealing that he cares about um, food distribution. He's revealing that he cares about business. He's interested in how to make things profitable versus not profitable, how to make them sustainable. I'll stop talking. So, so, good. so, so good. I mean, and you know, uh, David gra gra has graduated from college. I, I, he might've graduated a year early, but nevertheless, this essay, was 
probably before it's time, you know, like that's this whole sustainability. I mean, it's like, yeah. you know, we're talking about impossible meat these days and all these things. Right. Uh, but that was not really the case when he, when yeah. he was a senior in high school, that wasn't so popular. So he was a little bit sort of before his time in the world of, of teenage thinking and, and really putting that hat on. So, um, bravo to him for this one. So I, I really loved this version and him taking that little nugget of a story and really making it work, which again, this is what we do in essay camp uh, is really teach the students how to take their four types of essays, our core four, and then be able to retweet them. So that's what he was able to do here. You know, and I want to just point out as you're talking, I'm reading the line that I love the most in this essay was him talking about applying his knowledge to real world situations and finding the balance between personal gain and community benefit. And I think if I were a UC reader, it's right towards the bottom, right after coming after 12 years of edu Catholic education. You know, if I was a UC reader, I see that and it's like, this kid is actually thinking about multiple things at once. He's operating on a variety of different, you know, levels. Um, yeah. And that to me is like, oh, okay, here's a kid that knows why he wants to go to business school. And what you what we say in SI camp all the time is I don't care about what your what is, I care about what your why is. Mm -hmm. And if you can figure out what your why is, then that's going to tell the person who's reading your essay that you are who you say you are. Mm -hmm. Ooh, okay. So this is a good lead into uh, the next version, which is his version. Does it say? I think Very it's for business school. Yeah, it says cor for um, business school. Yeah. And this is about Cornell. I think at the bottom, this is his Cornell. Yeah, okay, so it says here. Okay. So let me just pause here because um, those of you who are, are listening, if you're watching it, even better because we're showing you the essays. So if you're on YouTube, great. Um, but so the first essay, the first version, short version, is it's just, it's like a, it gets, it's a good story. Um, it's a good anecdote to display or to show the reader why and how he got interested in business, okay? So what he did, I had a job at McDonald's and this is what, what happened because of that. This one takes it to the next level of like explaining more about the why, right? And 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 tying some things globally and as Dina so eloquently put. But this little sentence that she picked up on really also shows what we call intellectual curiosity. And so when thinking about applying to places like HYPRS or the Ivy League type of schools, or if you're a female, a sister schools, what we do when we talk to, Dean and I both have private clients in addition to SA campers, but um, for those students who are applying to that level, you really have to have this level of intellectual curiosity. It's not just enough that you had that great internship somewhere you know, that somebody got you uh, your foot in the door. That's really not it. It's really how, how do you, what do you do that takes it to the next level? So let's see if this essay takes that to the next level. So, okay. Uh, let me just, okay. So Dina, I, I know you, you can see that, right? Yeah. Okay, great. Um, all right. So this essay is a, a maximum uh, probably three fifty. Yeah, it's probably three fifty. I think nowadays, I think they can write up to about six fifty, if I'm not mistaken. But nevertheless, uh, this was specific to Cornell, to the business school. So he had to not only use what he had as a as a nugget as a foundation, but he also had to be specific to the school. So go ahead, Dina. 
So this essay takes what um, David wrote about for his UC essays and, you know, talked about food distribution and, and you know, caring about the world around him and the, the, the you know, social costs versus societal effects of, you know, of, of profitability and what that does to people um, that aren't on the receiving end. Um, and he really goes specifically to Cornell. And what I love about this, what he did is that he, he, he showed the readers at Cornell, not only all the things that brought him to caring about business and it, and then his intellectual curiosity about solving bigger problems. He actually shows there that he has, he spent time at, he knows what Cornell has to offer. He's applying to business school, but he knows they have an ag school and in court at Cornell, their agriculture school is um, like the, their first school. It was their land grant school, right? It's a that's the public school at Cornell that was given the, the land was given to Cornell, right, by the state of New York, and this is what they had to do. You had to do something to benefit the state of New York. So he knows how important their ag school is to them, and he brings in this idea of I want to be a business major who then crosses the 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 campus and goes to the college of agriculture and comes up with this like and I don't know if it's a major that he came up with in his mind or if it's offered was the interdisciplinary major um, between life sciences environmental and sustainability and business I mean if that's a major there he saw how much they care about it or he made it up on his own because he wants to integrate them which by the way he came up with right it's it's so multifaceted. He goes to Catholic school. He understands about stewarding the earth. He understands about serving others. He worked at McDonald's. He learned about business and he's going to go to Cornell and bring it all together. I mean, it's just, he got into Cornell, no doubt, like no surprise in that paragraph, <laughs> as far as I can tell, beyond his his grades. Yeah. And, and it, it's been a, it's been a hot minute since, uh, obviously since he applied, but I do believe it's a, it is a, a major that we found that we're like, I was like, oh, this is going to, this is going to work. Yeah. So all right. So you see what I meant by the intellectual curiosity is really having to like pull all the things together. Right. And this essay, this supplemental essay for the business school is not only shows leadership, not only shows a, a global mind and a, an understanding of how we interact with the rest of the world and have impact. It also takes into account exactly what Cornell has to offer and how it's going, what they offer is going to make him a better person and how he and what he brings to the table also will make students at Cornell. It is a give take for sure. This dance that we call the college admission application process is a dance. And uh, I often say to private clients, you've got to go in like, yes, I have something to offer and I bring to the table. But when, when I come to your campus, this is all the things that I'm going to learn and make myself a better person. And you have to know what those are. You have to believe that, you know, you, you have to know exactly why you want to apply. And he clearly made a case for himself in this essay. It's brilliant. It, so. it is. And, you know, I think that for students working on essays or thinking about, you know, we've got our next kids coming up now. And for those of you who are juniors or have students who are juniors, you know, you're thinking about how, how could I possibly do something like this? And I, I think it's important if you look at this essay and, and the Cornell version in particular, it, and the UC version, he tells a story. So he gets you interested. And the reason it's important for students to, to understand that there's it's 
it's important to tell a story that gets you interested in reading the next line. But he doesn't just leave it at the anecdote, right? He actually then says, okay, I'm not just going to tell you an interesting story. I'm going to now go into a place where it's actually quite expository, frankly. I mean, it's written in a conversational way, but he doesn't stop at the story. He actually, he then pivots to the intellect and the, what he's going to do with it. And if you don't start with something interesting, there's a good chance that someone's going to skip over it and before they see your intellect. So it is really important to like, and you know, the, the anecdote is the why. Ultimately, it should speak to your why because your anecdote is the anecdote that only you can tell, whereas the intellect is something that any writer could write about. So that's the other thing, right? As those of you starting to write essays, the part of the story that makes this story only you can tell is the anecdote. It is the why. It's the what makes you you. And then you do have to do the extra step. Absolutely. Oh my God. So good. Now, uh, those of you who will ultimately join us in essay camp, uh, the McDonald's essay and the iterations of this is one of the key components of uh, what we teach, especially when we, we start out with some of the uh, from the beginning, but it's day four that we go back and that's when we teach students, okay, now you've written this short essay and we show these essays uh, to give them examples of how to repurpose what they've written in class for other supplemental essays. So, oh, that was good. Oh, so good. I'm telling you, it stood the test of time and it's a very, very simple topic, which is what I started, where I started. It does not have to be so crazy. It, like it doesn't have to be that you were curing cancer or you were uh, building a rocket ship in your basement. It does not have to be that. It can be a simple topic that you can extrapolate on and use as an anecdote to tell a bigger story about yourself. So, all right. Thanks for being with us today, Dina. So, so good. I can't wait to learn from you again. We'll be unpacking several essays throughout this spring uh, uh, time uh, as we are leading into essay camp. So thank you for being with us. Oh, thanks for having me. Here's the truth. For nearly 30 years, I have worked at elite private colleges and or private high schools. I know what well-resourced families do to ensure college success. And I can tell you, if your child is enrolled at a public or religious high school, chances are she or he is already five steps behind. However, today is your lucky day. To get you ahead of your private school peers, I have a gift for you. I'm revealing the exact admission committee process we used at Vassar. It's all in my new guide. Four questions admission officers ask when deciding who to admit or reject. You can go to drcynthiacolon.com forward slash admit to get your copy. I share the four questions I used in the 12 minutes I had to review the entire application. If you've ever wondered what admission officers are looking for and how decisions are actually made, you're not alone. Take action now to get five steps ahead and begin increasing those acceptance letters. Again, that's Dr. Cynthia Colon, D-R-C-Y-N-T-H-I-A-C-O-L-O-N.com forward slash admit. That is all I have for you today, my friends. Thank you for tuning in to Destination University. I'm Dr. Cynthia Kwan. If this episode has in any way helped, fueled, or inspired you, please share this episode with three people in the next 30 minutes. You can subscribe to Destination University wherever you get your podcast. And while you're there, leave us a review. It sure does help a lot. 
By subscribing and reviewing, you help to grow the community of informed families across the nation. And if you haven't binge listened to our previous seasons, do it. With each episode, you'll learn a new tip, trick, or strategy for success. Start with episode one, the one word every parent should remove. You'll learn my mom's secret to ensuring college success for her daughters. And once again, if you found value today, please share this episode with three families in the next 30 minutes. I'll be sure to see you next week, same time, same place. Until then, wherever you are, may you have a happy and sunny day. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening this week to Destination University. Be sure to join Dr. Cynthia Colon again and get one step closer to your success. 